to Mediated Intimacies, a podcast where I talk with experts on how we create intimacy with and through different media and technologies. My name is Jolene Blom, and just like all the other episodes, I'll be your host for today. Um, today's expert uh, guest is Mayara Kaptana. Am I pronouncing it right? Kaitana. Uh, Kaitana. Mispronouncing it here, but <laughs> that okay. has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Maya is a doctoral researcher at the University of Tulku here in Finland. Uh, she's doing her PhD on sexual playfulness uh, experiences with in online world environments. Uh, and I usually let um, every guest uh, talk a little bit uh, about themselves. So uh, please, Maya, welcome. Um, please introduce yourself for a bit. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm very nervous, <laughs> but Jolene will help me go through this. This is the first podcast that I'm participating in English. So if there is anything wrong, like, please, sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm PhD student uh, in the University of Turku. I'm researching this sexual online experiences, uh, mostly in multiplayer environments online. And I'm doing um, online ethnography for the past two years in one specific environment. And I have like discovered and experienced a lot in, in this uh, research. And I also have a kind of side research with esports, but this is more connected to game cultures in Brazil. And this is also the kind of research that I can freely talk to others because talking about sexuality can be a little bit complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yet, that is what we're going to do today. <laughs> yes. Yes. So let's let's start with um, uh, the topic of today. It's like it's related to your work, but it's not entirely um, uh, the, 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 the main topic of your PhD, right? It's more of an interest yes. to you. Yeah. Yes. So the topic of today, and it, I mean, it's also an interest to me. Um, <laughs> the topic of today will be family, intimacy, and sexuality issues as depicted in the series Otto no Chimpoga Hairanai, uh, so My Husband Won't Fit, which is a Netflix exclu exclusive series from Japan. Uh, so we're, we're in this episode, we're more talking about the uh, representation of these issues. So uh, family, intimacy, and sexuality uh, in this series. And just to give like a very brief summary of what this um, what the series is about, it's an uh, well, it's a television series where uh, Kumiko, the protagonist, and her husband uh, Kenichi, they face marriage troubles uh, because ever since the beginning of the relationships, they can't have penetrative penetrative sex. Um, so that is actually um, yeah. we'll give like tons of spoilers. So. I yes. guess if you, <laughs> it will be an issue if you haven't seen. Yeah, shall it. we then just give immediately like the biggest spoiler, and that is these issues do not get resolved. They do not have this kind of sex at all. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I would also like to disclose that they have issues with vaginal uh, penis penetrative sex. Yes. So they, it's like a very specific but so it's very interesting to see how this is the center of how sexuality is discussed as well. But yes, yeah. it's like very uh, heteronormative yes. way of, of thinking what sex is, but because that's also what yes. they call it, right? This is sex yes. and the others, other things aren't. Um, yes and not, like at some point they will have, for example, oral sex, but like her doing oral sex on the husband, but we not we don't see vice versa. So there's yeah. a lot of things about representation of sexuality and sex and gender dynamics in the series that we'll go through in this discussion. But you wrote it for um, a specific uh, course, uh, at least you wrote an essay for, for a specific course that you took. Um, at, at Turku University, right? Yes. Uh, and which was called then Japanese Politics and Society, uh, which is what you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is a discipline from the East Asian Studies. It's offered for master's students, but it was open to all, including myself. So I thought, why not to enroll in this class? Because I had like interest in to know more about like structures of Japan. Sometimes I 
see the country being mentioned or productions of the country in the literature that talks about sexuality and and games, for example. And it's a bit weird of experience. So I wanted to know a little bit more to kind of have more like a critical perspective on what was um, being mentioned, like more than just, well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because of the la 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 and comes like the, the references that I think that I got from this class because they covered like a general uh, perspective on things like civil society, labor issues, family, gender dynamics. Sexuality wasn't um, covered. Mm. That's why I opt for this subject. And but yeah, like it, it is not just about sexuality. It, it involves family. It involves gender. So yeah, it's never just one thing. Why is it? Um, why is this series such a good representation of sexuality issues that we see? Mm, I don't know if it's like the the best representation, but I was very. Um, I got like connected or hooked on on this issue because it starts with like the main conflict, like in the open opening scene, like my husband cannot fit. Like <laughs> she really screams that. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and I I guess it's very unusual opening for like a series in general or a Japanese series, like coming yeah. up with this out of nowhere. <laughs> I want to like screams this. Yeah, and but it immediately tra like what goes back, right? Like, and then she says like, of course I can't say this. Yes, yes. She does have those like internal monologues that we have access because she's the narrator of the series and it is structured this way for us to follow the story. Uh, but she's not like, a, a critical and of, of the situation. She has a lot going on in her mind, but in, in and she also has like the awareness that this is not something you say to others in public or at all. It is something that you keep to yourself. And she kept so much to herself that it became like a, an issue for her life, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that is that is interesting that you're pointing that out because there is this um when you start studying Japanese, like you, you learn about this difference between um, uchi and soto. So the inside mm. and the outside, there's an mm. outside behavior and there's an inside behavior. But mm -hmm. she even has that so much that even her mom, who is definitely not a nice mother, nah. tells her like, you never say what's on your mind. Yes. Yeah, I think that um, many, uh, it was a bit weird that there are many other characters in this narrative being outgoing mm. and expressive opposed to her because like everyone was talking loudly and openly and this was a struggle for her she didn't like the people in the university talking about sex all that much or the peer classmates in the adolescence she was very annoyed by the woman in the grocery shop or her mother also like discussing so openly because she felt it was something to keep inside. But then she could kind of model them. Then I will talk as well in engaging this, but somehow she felt not. It was not like her place or right. So I'm not sure if like those series were constructed in a way that connects with like an international audience or if this was like in the novel or something like this. So it could be a, an adaptation that is very mm. specific as well. Yeah, maybe like on the other hand, like what, what I was also thinking about was, um, we have a very Christian idea of what, what sex is. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that uh, uh, in my own experience there, it's, it's that Christian idea doesn't really exists all that much. It, it, there's definitely people who have these ideas, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but that's this idea of like, maybe you should have only sex with one person, your husband don't, don't have sex before marriage. That is not something that you really see all that much in the country. Um, so yeah. in that sense, that, that, that idea that people really talk about it is, um, wasn't didn't really seem to me as that stra as that strange 
especially the student parts. Students mm -hmm. are, it's a time in, in society where you do not have to be, or in, 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 in life there, that you do not really have to be part of society all that, all that much yet. Mm. So I think there you can be a little bit more open about mm. sex. But they were very explicit. I think I would be very um, uncomfortable as well if someone would mm -hmm. do that to me. I guess uh, there is, I don't, there is in um, a commentary about religious influence to morality and sexuality made by one of her cousins when they were in the funeral and visiting uh, her grand, out, grand aunt's place. And he mentioned that Japanese people were never there, like moralizing and negative about sexuality until Christians came to the country and changed and put people in power, put this belief because it would help to structure the society. And although he was kind of a stupid person in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he's her cousin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of his comments in this in this appearance were like. I guess you have a point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because, I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was like uh, an influence. He was sort of, yes, girl, get your empowerment and your sexuality. <laughs> Let's do it. But at the same time, I'm very sexist. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like so, you, you also see her face and she's like so uncomfortable. And he yes. doesn't, he doesn't read the room. Like, kukigayomenai no. in Japanese. He, he doesn't read that that she very much dislikes him talking about this. Yes, not at all. Um, so I I think there was like an influence of Christianity in this structure, as he mentioned. That at some point it was valuable to structure the society, and that goes in match with the other beliefs the Japanese have as well in, in relation to sexuality in reprodu in reproduction. Um, but. Um, I can confirm that as well, that there is like mm -hmm. during the westernization, things became more more strict. And there's a lot of um, 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 current phenomena in Japanese culture that now seems really strict, but it was mm -hmm. there so that um, they became westernized and could come up with like uh, and modernized and could come up with uh, or come up like how you say that, uh, be as strong as all the all, as the European countries um, mm. were at the time, but that is they have like a very there's a very complicated connection between uh, Japan and and America and Japan and and uh, Europe, especially America, I must say. Yes. So I felt that that was like an, an an interesting comment, but at the same time I was also thinking, yes, dude, you might be uh, partially right there, but I don't mm -hmm. think it was necessarily all that much better before Westernization. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, uh, because like the other religious influences and whatnot, they also had this um, restrictive understanding on on gender or who were allowed to have pleasure and what sex and sexualities and whatnot. Um, I think when you mentioned about the the students, like adolescents in the class in the university. I'm not so sure if they are seen as, okay, this is a time that they can do a bit of out of society, more pers permissiveness. I think they're still judged, but kind of as if there, there is a need to have some space to all of those things come out. Mm -hmm. As for example, the adults have their uh, services, the karaoke bars, the relationship paid, like go to to a bar and have someone making you a uh, hostess bar host bar mm. you know and all the idol relationship as well so those are kind of openings so people can experience some intimacy and sexuality and romance and so even though they might have also their own partners and relationships on the side um so very designated spaces, basically. Yeah, I, I, I guess there is this combination, but they are certainly expected to follow the norms, even though having some opening, for example, um, getting getting um, pregnant or having sex without being married, it's very negative. Yeah. Regardless of the the age or the the moment in their lives, so there there is this like 
contradiction or confusion that you see basically everywhere as well. Yeah. In like in different levels. Yeah, there's definitely this. Like the, I, I think that uh, like in terms of okay, having sex is okay before marriage, but you better not have children before marriage. And even when you like, and when you are married, then you're expected to have have them, right? And that's yes. that's definitely something you you see elsewhere as well. Like this is not a unique phenomenon uh, uh, for that country. Just as usual, it just plays out in a diff- little different, little bit differently than in all uh, in, in in yeah. Every country has its own particularities in how this is expressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe not every country, but a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's go back to the uh, to my outline. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 discuss Kumiko a bit because I think we got like already very far into um, yes. uh, the discussion without actually explaining who Kumiko and her husband are. So Kumiko is then the main character. She uh, she and her husband have this problem. Of not mm-hmm. having vaginal penetrative sex, yes. um, Kumiko at some point shows what she would call very contradictory uh, uh, behavior. In in the essay, I was trying to express the contradictory in her behavior, as he, she was telling her story, in like narrating um, from what she was thinking of or expectations that she had to like act and how she was actually acting like engaging in things and also stages in her life i guess we already mentioned that um her family helped model her perception and also the society goes and influences in many ways so for me since her childhood uh, she had nurtured this very uh, negative perception about sex sexuality intimacy relations relationships and was based on what she was absorbing and and feeling um as i mentioned she didn't like to see other women talking or gossiping about extra marital relationships she felt like ashamed for them but it was a way that they were coping and kind of dealing with all the, the feelings as well but she was very adverse to it for some reason um she also didn't like her classmates talking about romantic and sexual relationships they were around like 14 15 years and her friends were very uh loud and funny and positive talking about the sizes of the penis and comparisons <laughs> of sexual performance and things that i think i i didn't expect this to be presented in a series so openly um but it was yeah. and she was very like restricted and like oh my god i can't believe you're talking how how come she was very like Ugh. and then, and then not showing that outwardly right like yes you... yes she was always like poker face <laughs> <laughs> not show any of these emotions that you have yes yeah. yes but uh she had like a heavy negative um assessment and judgment on this and she mentioned something like well, we are in this age and there's nothing to do. We have, we live in a rural area. So that's it. That's why they were talking about it. It was not because they were feeling like uh, interest through those things, which apparently she did not have. And this was also something that was very intriguing to me. Like, had she ever felt interest in sex sexuality in all of those things or not mm. yeah they, they don't really say that she doesn't really no. show it though but yeah. then the interesting part is that despite that contradictory uh, uh behavior she she for example like she didn't want to be part of this whole uh high school uh, uh, uh sex uh team i would all, almost say like everyone was yeah. connected to each other somehow through sex mm-hmm. and yet she points out later um, in a later episode that she did have sex with someone, with a stranger. Yes, yes. And this was also what I mentioned, like the being the contradictions, because uh, spoiler, like, well, spoiling everything, she cannot have penetrative sex with the husband, not with other men. Yeah, with so, other strangers, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so 
in, in order to have penetrative sex, she has to be with someone with whom she doesn't have any kind of connection with. It's a bit stranger, it's casual, it's one time. Um, she also sees in that man, in, in those men that she uh, had uh, sex, a weirdness in their sexuality. She never like, oh, I like this as well. And she's always like lending herself to others and very like blank without agency, without will. And I, I felt conflicted if you, we could also say that she was assaulted because she never consents to anything. No, like she even, at some point she even says no. And then the guy's yes. like, let's do it anyway. Yes, yes. And she just twice. go like starfish. And that's what she does the whole yes. time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in the first time it was like this, like the 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 way that the the relations, like the, the kissing and the pre-sex happened, it's very weird. It's almost like we're walking side by side and then I hugged you and kissed you and dropped you in the floor and like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see that reminds me? Did you see the, um, because the, the series itself doesn't outwardly say this is assault, though it's mm -hmm. very much implied. Did you see the, yes. the trigger warnings? Because mine actually said there's sexual assault in this one. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no nothing. And I saw three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sure, pretty sure you should, you would have noticed that. No, I, I noticed it because at some point I just turned on the episode. Um, I have the Dutch Netflix. So uh, maybe uh, maybe it's something that that Netflix shows. Um, and it just said, well, you know, there's sexual assault in this. And I was mm -hmm. like, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely see why it's there. But it's mm -hmm. also not something that's like, that is, that's the thing, right? It's not... There are definitely problems there with sexual assault, yes. but it's so different from how we would represent sexual mm. assault in movies. Mm. But then in a way, I was also thinking, isn't this just how it often might go? Yeah, I, I think that it was more um, realistic of a situation. Like I could see this happening, like this escalating of one person, I want to do this and it doesn't matter if you want it or not. And as you mentioned, there are just two, um, three opportunities in which she uh, expressed something because, well, you can give consent, non-verbal consent as well, which is another thing like, did she express something that she wanted? And I was thinking, no, no, she didn't express anything. In fact, just... No like for the the, the husband um so it, it is like uh, cases of um sexual assault and yeah so there is this like she could only have those encounters yeah. with certain conditions that were very kind of dangerous to her yeah because um she i don't it is not explain why or like she doesn't have any kind of internal monologue or anything that kind of helps to understand why did she follow the guy? She just bumped into a summer festival and like, oh, okay, if we go to a place and you put like uh, a towel in the floor and we start kissing and like, why you follow? You didn't know this person, like what yeah. happened? Yeah, like it's, it's, I found it like, I started feeling it that it was very weird the moment, like not necessarily the moment that you followed him, mm -hmm. uh, but that moment that he says, okay, but then why you're here? Puts yes. down that little, little bat. Yes. And then it's like, come, just sit here. Well, she already yes. had said no, and she still does it. Maybe, yes. And, and this is where we can only like uh, guess, like maybe she wanted it after, or maybe she didn't know what was supposed to happen, or maybe she was curious, like, that is yeah. where it gets so gray, right? Yeah, it, it is very weird. I think at some point she might have wanted to know, or like, is this what I want or not? Yeah. But her way to like having those experiences were, I guess, very negative in the end to her. Yeah. 
because then she she felt guilt and ashamed of what happened to a point that she didn't mention when she got in a relationship only like more than like four years after like not only uh the dating but like marriage like very very late she mentioned to him that well actually you were not the first person that i had sex with or yeah. tried to and then he was like what yeah her <laughs> husband just assumed like you were a virgin when we yes. first tried you're still a virgin now and she's like no yeah Not they really. even play that well you can be the virgin mary if you have a kid which oh, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many things wrong and so many layers but it is um a very kind of a specific setting and this is kind of telling of her own issues with intimacy yeah. Because regardless of our assessments on Kenny Chi, which is not very good <laughs> at some point, he he loved her. And she felt this love. And she also loved him. And so there was a, a possibility of love and sex go together in a relationship yeah. that never happened because of them they are guilty of it they never ask how that's it <laughs> um, but she could have had um a good life in those aspects if only she had like guidance yeah and they never really did the efforts in the kind of correct direction because she asked she looks for help Yes, sorry, I'm already <laughs> laughing. What you? Yes, yeah. That, that, it, 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 I remember this because I was also thinking, like, you yes. never asked for any guidance, and now, like, okay, please, yes, you, 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 you explain. I, I'm just like yeah, silently yeah, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was a very like, oh, okay, interesting. Now it comes the power of the internet in the forum. We're like, oh, in the wrong way. No. <laughs> But it, it already goes, happened before that, right? Like when she, at yes. some point, she she is engaged, uh, mm -hmm. and 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 she tries to get off her ri uh, ring, a ring, yes, ring yes, off her finger, yes, yes. And her mom is like, you know what? You should have done that with oil. And she like pours yes. on some baby oil, and she's like, she has yes. a Eureka moment, right? Like, yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it goes in and out so easily. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it it is very um. I don't know if it's unusual because it seems to me that Japanese people are very uh, avid consumers of media in general, like magazines, television, and all sorts of things. And that's why they have so many magazines and, and stuff. But somehow she never touched on these things. Yeah, I, I can I can say a little bit about that. That's like when, where we have like um, there are like different types of um, um, intimacy magazines, mm -hmm. like from like mm -hmm. pornography, mostly mm -hmm. aimed at men, to, to yeah. more like romance, sexual to towards women. And mm -hmm. um, we are like looking back more, like we're looking at like um, 15, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, there wasn't necessarily less, but if you look at um, sexual guidance or mm -hmm. uh, 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 sexual education mm -hmm. those magazines do not really provide that they provide like a nice uh, uh or they provide an idea um and they're really there for stimulation rather than for education mm. and then in schools from what i understand this this kind of sexual education doesn't really happen there's a lot of problems yeah. uh, especially towards women in mm -hmm. how uh, their reproductive rights um yeah. are, are being handled I read for another essay that I gave up um, about like contraceptive discussion in Japan and basically contraception it's framed as condoms like masculine condoms like yep. penis condoms actually um, I, I feel that the birth control they have like a long history with eugenics and they are prescribed only in certain circumstances like legal marriage. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, and so it is not accessible. And there is a long history on why it is not like used for various reasons, not only for moral, but also lack of interest um, 
and it was really much framed as a product only for married couples. Yeah. And not something that anyone in a could kind of have access if they want to or they need to. And um, other form of contraception was uh, interruption, withdrawal, doing sex. And um, also they have some, uh, they could like counting like the calendar as well was very adopted to kind of see the cycle. Um, yeah, that is like, you see that even in a lot of um, hentai or porn magazines mm -hmm. um, where we're like, is today a good day or a bad day, right? Like that, that, yes. that kind of um, kink is there mm -hmm. quite clearly. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and those things like persist, uh, actually the uh, IUDs, they were developed in, they started being developed, if I'm not mistaken, in the 1930s by a Japanese person. And they never like came up as something because they could have invested in this. Mm but they did not because there are other interests like Japan had a very like pro-natalist let's have babies as much as we can and like no let's not stop it's bad don't do that only selected people can have kids you're not actually in 2019 they open up um, uh, a repair to people who are sterilized during the eugenic period because that happened and now people are, um, they can feel like form and get money back because of that. So they, they, they had periods of where, uh, in which like having a huge population was important for imperialistic reasons, for the development of the nation to um, also be like in a position of power with the US, mm -hmm. But then also moments which like, no, let's not have, not everyone is allowed to have that. And all of those decisions were made by men. Of course. And they have never considered the interests of women or reproductive rights or what feminist movements in Japan, they exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. We don't need to educate and save them. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they were never like really listened in their demands and they still struggle to do this. Yeah, you're still yeah. even now the most, I think there it's it's an all males group that, that decide, decided the other day about the abortion pill that it's allowed, yes. but you yes. have to like, nowadays you can take the abortion pill. It's like, this is like a week ago that they decided this, but you yes. have to consult your partner. The partner has to say yes. yes. By coincidence, of course, your partner is a man. Yes. Any hand you have here has to say no, yes or no. To do the abortions as well, yeah. abortion procedures, you have to have the, the permission. Of course, there are people who don't have and they do the procedure, and that's why gynecologists and the um, people on the area they are very much pleased to things stay that way because it's how they make the money. So why you give women the possibility of choosing on the rights if I can make money of it? Exactly. So <laughs> mm. yeah, and even to uh, be allowed to have access to uh, assisted reproductive technologies like in vitro fertilization and things like that, you have to have permission. It Japan, if I'm like to the limit of my research in this assisted reproductive technologies, they don't have specific regulations to it. They have guidelines by the gynecologist associations and organizations in Japan. And this helps them to have like the clinics and things like that. The government also uh, supports illegal marriage, heterosexual couples in very specific reasons. And they had uh, 22 years ago, a group for draft a bill to make something like legalized and stuff like that, but then never really came through. And there was only one woman in the commission. Oh, what a surprise. 
And I think I think <laughs> things are slowly changing. But basically, this background informs a lot of 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 uh, Kumiko uh, and Kanichi's like problems, right? Like, yes. uh, so there is a, a lack of guidance, not only in so how do you deal with uh, why shouldn't you use baby oil, or yeah, <laughs> or but also just going to a gynecologist and 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 like I I've, I've always been amazed by her not making that step not even him making that step well actually i'm not i'm less surprised that he didn't make that step but that she didn't yeah. make that step yeah there are reasons why he didn't because he was having sex outside <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but she feels defective right she feels like yes. a defective human yes uh this sensation of being defective uh was linked in her narrative as related to herself and then her reproductive issues that we don't know if they have reproductive issues they just cannot have penetrative sex that's all we know yeah. they might have no no problems with that but um still uh they have like uh they were already in a relationship and then they purchased like um a blouse for for the husband and then it was like a sales and one button was like closed. And then he was like, oh, poor me. I always pick defective things. And then she connects his attraction to defective things, which is basically not paying attention to anything <laughs> with herself being a defective person, which is a, quite a jump, I have to say. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah he, he never implied it's her connection. It's the level of low self-esteem tricking up. Yes. And later on, when she talks that she's not having kids to her mother uh, and father, uh, her mother thinks, why? Like, what, what's wrong with you? How I was able to like give birth to a defective person and he she uses defective person yeah. because it's supposed to be natural to be able to get pregnant and and stuff like that how could you not and she also has um two sisters yeah which got Younger pregnant sisters. so it was like hmm, what's wrong with you yeah. <laughs> maybe nothing as we are talking on um, the the issue is uh, a little bit like the issue seems more psychological yeah, yeah. than than rather like um um and mental and rather than like physical actually yes um i uh diagnosed from a series <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, let's hear it <laughs> because yes. i think i had the same diagnosis <laughs> yes yes uh i did um I exercised all my expertise while watching the series to make a diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> like armchair uh, diagnosis, but now it's a serious chair diagnosis as yeah. kind of experiencing genital pelvic pain penetration disorder, <laughs> which is a very fancy term in the DM5 uh, to people who have. Uh, have been experienced for more than six months issues to have some kind of penetration and this can be like um during after before um and it can be like not it doesn't need to be like a penis it can be tampons it can be fingers it can be anything even gynecologists like you go to a consultation and you have to do the task they cannot do actually we did not see a scene of her in the gynecologist which was very shocking yeah and yeah. telling yeah <laughs> about the, the the state of like health care in the in, in the country women health care yeah, yeah yeah at least at the time i don't dare to say anything for now or earlier yeah. and at least what they're representing yeah. Yes, yes. And it says like in the definition that it could be related to uh, relationship factors, uh, lack of communication, uh, self body imagery, uh, or like internal psychological things, cultural and religious attitudes towards sexuality, basically everything she <laughs> presented to us. 
yeah. and, and it doesn't need to be like um all the time it can be like oh i can put a tampon but i cannot have like a finger inside yeah or i can uh, have sex with strangers but not yes. with my husband yes yes because this is the thing oh okay she doesn't like she can't can cannot and like oh no she actually can so it's something else and yeah. this something else is never discussed no no and it, it is so disappointing um let's go to uh Kenichi because like kumiko is one factor for why they have these problems but yes. Kenichi is not entirely innocent either no, and he has like this, this what you would call an erosion of moral values. It was not me, it was his father. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, so his father <laughs> says he has an erosion of moral values. I didn't, I yeah, didn't notice he, that. Like when they are talking about um, not wanting to have a kid, he mm. actually says like, here comes with that garbage again. <laughs> Which I translated mm. to erosion of moral values. <laughs> I, ah, yes. But this in an essay. Um, but actually, he was in conflict with um, his ideas about um, being like having a married relationship without a kid being childless. And also, in his words, like Kenichi like not being defined like as a couple as relationship by the parenthood, which was what all the parents were arguing, like, how come you not want to have a kid? It is part of the marriage. What are you talking about? This is not normal. This is not expected. And he was even accused to brainwash uh, Komiko by the mother because she did not want to apologize, by the way, returning to the defective. Um, she felt so guilt that it was a reason to go and apologize to the family of the husband for having had a daughter, like wife, that could not reproduce. Yeah, Kumiko's mom wanted to apologize yes. for that. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Imagine, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughter can't have kids. I'm so sorry. Your, yes. your son married a defective human. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. And she mentions like the marriage, how the, the other grandmother, like the other family were expecting to have a grandson and stuff like that. And she was like, oh my God, I feel so guilty of it, of this. But then until the point uh, Kumiko reveals why they cannot have a kid. They were discussing on who is responsible for this. Um, Who's to blame, like, right? Yeah, who is to blame for this not not being in following the norms or the expectations? It like not wanting to have a kid. It is nothing to be considered. I guess this is one of the things, like the questions underlying the series, because it brings questions of what is marriage? Um, why one wants to get married, which is something that she was, Kumiko is asked when, he, when she is in the, in the high school by the, the teacher, and she's very bullied about her response, because she's not talking about, oh, it's love. And like, yeah. now it's like, uh, a, a structural thing so she was very aware of what marriage means to japan like in structure but it was like it's love of course it's love how can you be like this um so yeah, yeah they needed to know like why what is wrong with you and they were like no it's nothing wrong it's like an actual decision a decision that in many countries they go without asking, without saying. Like very few people ask those questions. And even like considering them, it's like, how could you, you selfless person, selfish? It, it is not something to even take a moment to consider. It is something uh, it, taken for granted. And yeah. they are doing like the, the opposite in this series in, as a whole. Uh, in the beginning, uh, Kenichi especially, he felt that the teachers had the potential to um, shape students. 
no yeah. matter what. Yeah, like the students are a blank slate. You just yes. pour in some content and then they become these law-abiding citizens that yes. uh, do certain things that you want them to do. Yes, and with time he began to notice that, well, actually, I think the family plays a role here as well. And I cannot do like everything that I want. So I guess like those um, this reality of this close contact with families and because I don't know if they do that like they go house by house with the families to talk with like individually with the kids it's I think not they like, do yeah really okay I never had this experience <laughs> that, that actually leads me to to the other question because you're mentioning your essay that the problem yeah. seems mostly to be about intimacy yeah. Um, so could you explain that a little? We were talk we've been talking about it already, but let, yes, let's explain yes. that a little bit more in detail. I don't well, think that the problem is necessarily sex, right? No, no, I don't I don't think it is. Um and maybe any sexual problem is only only that. I think they they have love and admiration and they wanted to be together and like they had positive things. Yeah, but they yes, but they were feeling a lot on like getting connected and trust and have like those intimacies. It was kind of interesting in a moment that they were like, okay, we can have a, um, a marriage without sex and we can have and we can find pleasure like being together, like being an ace, demisexual couple, like they like expand the gender and sexual stuff and, and models, but I felt that this couple was mostly like heterosexual, heteronormative, and they were having issues because of their inability to communicate and be open to each other. Even yeah. when they um, talk that, oh, I'm cheating you. Oh, I'm cheating you too. Uh, they just fight and they never return to the topic again. And it's kind of, oh, you have an issue. You have the issue. I don't have anything. I can do other stuff. You solve this somehow, yeah. I hope. So they don't help each other. No, they live like past each other, basically, yes. when there's the deepest point uh, in their issues. Yes. And like, this is an issue of intimacy and, and trust and like, love if like following the logic equation yeah um, <laughs> which was already broken by a teenager yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is sad because then they they try to find ways like he was going through like the mainstream pornography like performing what males heterosexual males also do yeah it was very mainstream like you only like you didn't see the guy in the pornography you only saw the woman yes be uh, like having well I, how do you say that more the woman has had more of a passive yes uh, a role in those pornography uh, yes scenes yeah yeah and I, I guess he also expect this as sex because even when he went to the brothers and there are some scenes of him talking with the sex workers and he also tries to explain them yeah, this, explain is how it <laughs> this is how it works right like no not <laughs> and then <laughs> he gets like without reaction because he's also not used to having some other woman say no it's not like this it's not what i want it's not how i see it's not how i want to experience it's like this yeah like the the wife was never able to do that like when um they noticed that okay we are not having like penetration can you do oral sex in and like come here he picks like her head and like do this and like no like yeah. they never discussed and asked and it, it no. is such a it's it interesting that you're saying lady. oh sorry yeah it's interesting that you're saying this because i was thinking like the, the women who have the most agency here over their sexuality are actually those sex workers yes yes and they very and clearly depict that 
Yes, and, and he cannot believe. He doesn't feel convinced that it is like the, the claims, like he, ex I guess he explained his logic to one of the sex workers as well. And she was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just another day of work. Like you're very stupid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like that's implied here. Definitely. Yes, yes, because um, he, she, uh, one of them, like literally turns and like, I think you're just objectifying women. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, that was a really funny scene. I remember that because she turns around and she said, like, despite how I look, I actually went to university. Yes. You're objectifying women. But don't yes. worry, I'm looking up to you as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And like, no, you could never fall in love because you're doing this for the like, no, what is stupid? It's nothing like that. Yeah. And um, I guess they were extremely aware of what was in line that was work and also kind of like I had enough of this kind of conversation of the husband that feels oh I didn't please my wife but I really care for her like uh -huh, yes 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 you're here like every week but you care a lot with her and and he's like he also claims that he's like uh choosing an, another sex worker every time yes yes and like they just okay whatever do do your thing just keep coming because it's a uh, work and we would like to have like something on uh, on the end of the, the service or the month so please come um but they really don't have that much of empathy for him like no. his struggles like his conflict oh my god i cannot satisfy my wife and like <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they they are not offering a lot of sympathy and actually i really no. like them for that but they're just showing the flaws in his logic yes uh. <laughs> yes and also the agency that woman can have even yeah. if they are in like doing the sex work which he assumed and other people as well that they don't have any saying on this quite the opposite they were the most like in charge of the situation in the entire series and um i guess we didn't see in the series any depiction of okay there's this agency in this power but it's very like brief minutes in the entire series so we don't actually see much of women in control or women acting, women having pleasure, being pleased. He never did, like, as far as we know in the series, never did oral sex, never tried masturbate. She never masturbate as well. Like, what's going on in this series? Final question. Um, so in our preparation for uh, about for, the, for this podcast episode, um, you also mentioned, mentioned other Netflix series uh, uh, from Japan that's depict similar issues so uh, that we've been discussing the past mm -hmm. uh, hour and a half. So uh, there is uh, The Naked Director, Fishbowl Wives, and Followers. Um, I will admit I have, I have not watched them at all, um, but how, how would you actually connect them in terms of issues that we've just been uh, discussing uh, regarding uh, my husband uh, won't fit? Do we see similar issues or are they like different ones, but based on like a similar structure that, that is going on? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, what, should, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think they kind of depict similar issues or they, they have like basis of gender sexual dynamics on it. Um, the Fishbowl Wives also address like marital relationships, infidelity and what is the dynamic between uh, gender and permissiveness to go and have like sexual relationships um also talks about money like who has the money and how this will also um delimit the power of each uh, person um the followers it, it connects in a sense that it also brings issues of gender but there was one thing in particular that caught my attention which was um 
kind of a discussion on assisted reproductive technologies. Like one of them wanted to uh, be a single mother. Mm -hmm. And this is very like unusual to see a depiction. I don't know if in Japanese structure this is a will or not, because the researchers suggest that people still want to have like marriages and like follow the structure. So this was very like outline of yeah. the norm, so to say. And they present like women in positions of power in their careers as well, like their top editors, top executives, successful photographers. So very different from the regular Japan, I suppose. And I was thinking if it was like a, an, a something closer to sex in the city. I never seen sex in the city, but I kind of know that. <laughs> Neither have <laughs> <am> I. <Yeah. laughs> I know that it's centered on like few women in like New York and stuff like that. So I was feeling maybe that it is this Japanese version of a group of friends feeling in empowered and doing their own stuff but yeah I, I guess the the assisted reproduction of how to live this um desire to be a mother is one thing and while the naked director is the story of av pornography in japan mm. it is based on actual people so it's very interesting they uh, show um different medias and distribution and production of sex and sex explicit censorship, but also human trafficking and stuff like that. It is very interesting. Um, I guess in comparisons, this will be the most like sexual thing from the series. And fish balls would be more like genderish and followers and my husband does not fit like an in-between because it's not very in your face. No, <laughs> no, uh, but I feel I felt so awkward so often. I don't know why I, I didn't. I, I oh. was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm numbed at this point. Oh, <laughs> I'm not yet. <laughs> I, I have to admit here, I couldn't see the last episode. I just quit, like went through it real quick, like just um, uh, fast, forward, fast forwarding it. But because I was just like, oh, I feel so awkward all the time. And I'm just watching this alone at home. So there's mm -hmm. no one to berate me. I was just like, oh, this is so awkward. But, um, let's let's go to the, to the final question. Yeah. Um, so why should we um, discuss intimacy when we talk about technology? Or, uh, and or media, and you can answer mm -hmm. this in any way you want. Mm -hmm. um, I guess we will connect a little bit with what the series have um, presented mm. in terms of media intimacy and technology, and starting with the forum. Um, yeah, because you, can... you think it's a forum, right? Yeah, actually it is a forum. Yeah. The, the appropriation of the forum, it's another thing. Yeah, and this yeah. is the thing that interests us in researching technology and intimacy in media because it's what people do with those technologies. Yeah. Because it was a family uh, Q&A forum online, I guess, in the very beginning of uh, internet. Yeah. And like people were making, using, exploring those technologies to solve the intimacy things like hers, like um, sharing issues that she had. But the use people did was like, this is not a forum. This is a dating site. Mm, yeah. This is a place where people find others to have casual sex. Um, so like the ways people turn and make use of technologies to find intimacy and sexuality, it's very interesting. Like we had the the porn materials like the DVDs, uh, the magazines. Um, what else? We had like the mobile as well. Like he was giving a mobile cell phone to her, so they could communicate more often. And when they felt like, so there was, uh, I guess, this story, this narrative experience was from like nineteen nineties forward. So yeah. they they kind of presented 
differences and stages of technology and appropriation as well. Yeah, and because it is Kanichi who gives like at some point when they're dating uh, a, a cell phone to Kimiko. Yeah, yes, yes, that. yes. Before they just connected through a landline, like a public telephone in the building, like shared community building. Yeah. So you see like this, those changes in technologies being used to intimacy. And it's very interesting um, to observe, even though they are by far not like the main thing in the mm. series. Like you see how they were used and important. Like if there wasn't online forum, she would never meet those strangers. If there yeah. wasn't like pornography, he would have like to masturbate with fantasizing on his mind only. Yeah. Uh, so the the this connection and the possibilities are quite interesting to explore. And and well, I I saw those things in the series, like over analyzing stuff. <laughs> 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 I would say. Maybe people would stop in the first scene of this series, like, okay, bye. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I want this deep dive crazy stuff because those are things that interest me. And um, like my research is about like, also related to the intimacies in media and technology. Yeah, it is. In that case, Maya, thank you so much. Uh, it was really a, a, a super nice experience having you here. And, uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm thankful for this experience. It was very um, light and I didn't feel that scared after all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it makes sense to the people listening somehow. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. There's always the editing. Yes. <laughs>